Welcome in. Episode 9, the first of the quote-unquote long-form pods. Um, sitting here as per usual with the man, the mambo, fresh off a dub. Jay, how you doing? What's up? And the commish. Yes, sir. Uh, so, how are we feeling, gentlemen? You know, five games in, two weeks out of division. You know, uh, Jerry, huge week. Uh, I think high score of the year with an injured quarterback. How are you feeling? I'm not surprised. <laughs> That's for damn sure. I've been waiting for this. So, it feels good to actually do what we set out to do. Any areas? No, I want to let everybody know. If you think because, you know, I'm the big dog now, you're going to come hunting for me, I got news for you. If you're hunting for me, all you need to do is open up your front door, I'll be on the front porch. Sounds, sounds familiar. Imitation is the sincerest my, form. My favorite coach ever said that. Wow. Okay. But I'm doing good. Jer- <laughs> Jerry's feeling good. Angels. Man, I look like I started my vacation early. But you know what? After that first month, it's all right. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Four on one, you're feeling good. Yep. That's awesome. Uh, quick thing. For those of you that don't know, the Angels should be in Israel right now, but we're, we're super happy and super blessed that he's home safe with us. Um, I know you and uh, the wife are heading out to take a little vacation up north, but... Canada, here we come. It sucks, but man, in the in the long run, uh, I was texting back and forth with the big dogs about how lucky you know we feel that you guys are over there. I don't know if you guys saw that Alex Anzalone's parents are over there right now, and they're trapped, and there's just like not really any way to get home. So I feel pretty lucky that you guys are home. Um, I'm feeling pretty good, you know. Uh, beat down, uh, beat down Rocky. Should his team name be Rocky anymore, or should it be like? Island. I mean, it's been one rocky road for him. That's for damn sure. It's been a tough game. The way I looked at it is my team, same thing this week as the Lions. You go in and, you know, it's a game you kind of expect to win. So you just, you, you go in and you take care of business, and I know I'm going to lose this week because I'm saying this. Dude, but. can I just say one thing, though? You're getting a little cocky. Just not forget this guy's won four championships, it's, okay? So you don't take people lightly to have won four championships. It's fair. So, respect where respect is, you know, due. You know, four championships, man, that's, that's a lot. It it's is. A, it's an impressive resume. It, it is. It really is. He hasn't done it in so long, though. It almost feels like he didn't do it. But at the same time, if we're, you know, a full analysis, he did do it. So his team is actually It doesn't good. seem like he could do it anymore, but he did do it. So I, I actually, looking at his roster, I'm super happy I played him this week. Yeah, uh, his team's pretty solid. I know he's, he's got actually, he's got Saquon and Jonathan Taylor coming back. Couple injuries in the wide receiver room. His team's solid. Yeah, no, we were just messing around. He's a good player and everything. Yeah, good player, four-time champ, really good. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so let's go through the uh, week five scores. Ugh. Uh, we talked about Rocky and I's game. Don't really need to go into that. Uh, the bad guys, signs of life from Massachusetts, whooping up on Scott's team, and you know I gotta be honest, Scott out there, the sirens are going off. Herbert's gonna be out a couple weeks. Jefferson out a couple weeks. Something's gotta, something's gotta go. You know, he, I think he needs Waddle to step up a little Najee bit. Najee Harris basically losing his starting job to some yeah. guy that I really never heard of. Trouble on the home front. And how about this, gentlemen? The Young Guns. Coming out of nowhere from the depths of despair, 0-4, to uprise and beat the Tropics by 20, George Kittle. And he may have found himself a quarterback in the process. Sam Howell, man. Sam Howell. He doesn't look like he can do it. He's another Brock Purdy, but... At the same time, the dude put up 29 for him. I mean, I'm not saying I love his lineup because he, you know, anytime you lose your number one pick and you trade for a guy who immediately seems like he may go on injured reserve, I'm Rossi Brown. But 
Um, he did this without Amon Ra, though. He did. So, yeah, he's got to feel good about that. Yep, Lawrence. And honestly, thank you, Young Guns, for coming out now because you knocked off an East opponent, which is not easy to do. Is that the only East that lost this week? No, you no. guys went 2-2. Two and two. I lost. 2-2. Two. Two and two. Moving on to Mambo. That's right. 163. You know, you got four points combined out of a running back and a quarterback, and you still put up 163. Correct. It's impressive stuff. Knocking yeah. off Uncle Mike. I was actually appealing. I don't know if you guys saw that. Um, I had trying to. I was trying to get Algier in my lineup, but it didn't look like it went through. So. Yeah, and it shouldn't. Have. I mean, those six points would have probably helped you a lot. Well, I'm trying to go high score for the year, and I thought if I can do that, I'm going to do it. You should play Dak. <laughs> him and his whole six points. They were giving him two more. Yeah, that trade. <laughs> Although I, we're going to go over it, so I'll just wait. Yeah. The Patriarchs. From 0-2 to 3-2. Stringing them together. Chase with a 45 bomb. I was laughing. I saw a couple things out there. It was like when you thought it was uh, DJ Moore owners and it was like some wrestler in a ring. And then it was, but they played Jamar Chase and it was the Undertaker right behind them. Yeah. (laughs) Like, just Perfect. so funny. But, yeah, just put a stomp on her brother. Yeah. Left little to be... Uh, you know, she, she's got McGoughlin coming off the uh, bench, too, and he looks like he might be the real deal, too. So that'll be something she can add. Yeah. She paid well, up for him. She's got... How much, how much did he cost her? I think she paid in the 40s. I can double-check that real quick. She's got real running back issues, but she seems to just be avoiding it and just winning anyways. That's what her quarterback is for. That's his best position. Uh, She played 36 for McLaughlin and 46 for Michael Wilson. So her fab is hurting. And then last game of the week, the big dogs barking. Got some injury issues, though. But they put a, uh, they stomp a mud hole in uh, the Angels. Got off the chain on him. Yeah. Uh, Just an absolute butt whooping there. Um... But, you know, we'll talk quick. some quick injury issues. James Conner looks like he's going to be out a couple weeks, and we'll get to that trade. Um, Kelsey, personally, I don't think he plays this week, but that's, you know, a one-week type deal. His roster's not complete, though, which is interesting. Only five people on his bench. So I wonder who he's going to be picking up tonight. But uh, not very many people with the amount of fab he's got left. Yeah. Might have to wait till the next night. He's yeah. gonna have to bid on like, any money left, so he can't buy anybody. <laughs> He's gonna have to bid on like twelve people to get one. <laughs> um, so quick, uh, quick shout at the standings. Uh, in the West, we have myself at five and zero. Oh, uh, the bad guys at two and three. The hillbillies at two and three, and the young guns on the board, two and three, and moving up in the points too. Uh, in the central, the big dogs right now are on top. Um, I'm not sure how that would play out though, because right now I know Uncle Mike has the head-to-head, so they're both right there at three and two. And then Scott's team and Rocky at one and four. Man, mm. and tough luck. The beasts of the East got Charlie's Angels a game up at four and one. The Mambo and the Patriarchs right behind them. Uh, Mambo actually with more points scored now. Which is interesting. Catching up. And uh, in the bottom, the Flint Tropics. Once again, very solid division. So I think the big difference there is the points against. 452, and I'm at 463. We've been living a charmed life, Dad. We've been living a charmed life. Big dogs way ahead. I'm sorry, Boondock Striders way out in front in points scored. Only 26 ahead of uh, my brother. Yeah, but your brother is... 40, 50 points ahead of anyone else. Yeah. So, a couple... Uncle Mike's right up there too, man. He's, he's doing good. He's only 70 back. But it's... It, I feel like... 70 cr- back is close to being a game. Yeah. I feel so, like the cream is rising. Is that fair? I bet you do think that. <laughs> I wasn't even talking about myself. It but it just happens to be... You guys and Austin and Uncle Mike. Um, but yeah. So now I think we're going to mm. hop into... Hold on. One undefeated team left. I just, I don't want to talk about it. It's, uh... I, I noticed that. 
It's he glossed right over it. One undefeated, and then there was one. Stay humble. Let's uh, can we can we do like a Trevor's gonna lose this game? I want him to be undefeated when he gets to me, so I can essentially. I'm in trouble this week. Okay, we'll get there. Right. We'll get there to the game of the week section. All right. So do you have uh, the Fantasy Pro season rankings playoff? Forecast. Yes, I do. Ready to go. I'm actually going to be super curious about the percentages this week. Yep. And the percentages um, don't really get interesting until you get to the top half because they're all eerily similar down low and none of these people have a chance. Um, So what we'll do is we'll start at the bottom. And in the 12th place, projected standings at 1-4... and the young, or I'm sorry, five and nine, which is still five games. I don't think he's winning that many. The young guns. Yeah. So what? He'd go four and five the rest of the year. Could see it. Sure. Could see it. Yeah. Um, Scott's team at eleven, also coming in at five and nine. Uh, Rocky, also coming in at five and nine, is in ten. So that's one. From each division there. Yeah. And then and then the Hillbillies coming in at six and eight with a nine percent chance of making the playoffs. And then the bad guys and the eighth hole there is gonna be six and eight with a twelve percent chance. So starting to get to where maybe no, probably not. Uh, <laughs> Flint Tropics at seven. Going to finish 7-7 seven and seven with a 20% chance of making the playoffs. Not bad. No, you are you can talk about something. Yeah. Number six, the Benzers. 7-7 seven and seven with a 33% chance of making the playoffs. And in fifth place, the Patriarchs, who were... Actually, it was... The Benzers were in the playoff pitcher last week. And they're down two spots now, so now... Just knocked the playoff but, right out of them, didn't you, Jerry? Yeah, I, I tried to. The Patriarchs are up a spot, but still not in the playoff picture with a 38% chance of making the playoffs. Does Jen have Finishing. a good team? It's looking better all the time. I think she does. The running back situation, like I said, it is it is what it is, but she's overcoming it. So She's, she's probably all points. three straight. She has. Let's she go, has. Jen. I'm not trying to play her. It is what it is. Um... Fourth is the Motown Mambo, eight and six, up a spot, jumps into the playoff picture with a forty-four percent chance. Is that a ten percent chance of winning a title? Whoa! Yeah, you can add a zero on it. Uh, to the beginning, zero point one. <laughs> Got him. Charlie's Angels in third with a nine and five record, falls a spot though, got jumped by. The second place team, 69% chance of making the playoffs, though. What Commanding was lead. 16% chance of winning a title. So Is that the Angels? That's the Angels. That's the Angels? I'll yeah. take that. Yeah, yeah. And in the second spot, up a spot, jumps his dad, the Big Dogs. Current record is 3-2, and two, projected record of 9-5. and five. 74% chance of making the playoffs and a 24% chance. Of winning a championship. One in four odds, I'd take that. Yeah. Um, number one, holding it down at 5-0, and oh, the Boondock Striders. Projected record, uh, a staunch 10-4. and four. Let's go. Um, was number one last week, is number one this week. 95% chance he's going to the big dance. 95% chance. That's got to feel good. And what's his uh, championship chances? 27%. So. Okay. So so how many of these teams do you think should be starting to look up to next year already? I mean, we're five I mean, games in. Are you talking about tanking in a redraft? It's a, a redraft. <laughs> but, I mean, when do you lose hope? When do you, when you, when you start saying, eh. We're not at that point yet. Until you're mathematically eliminated, you hold on to that little nest egg. The thing is, is there's no point in, in giving in and... And playing for next year. So you just... I was talking to Bear about this last night. I said, you just got to try and get the wins where you can because three years from now when you're looking at your career record, you'll be like, damn, I wish I had played harder in those areas. Yeah. It's hard to play hard when you're having a, when you're having injuries, but you just got to, you know, because our league is what it is, you got to do it. And he pulled out a great win this weekend against all right. odds, right? Traded for a really, I would say, 
what, a top seven receiver rest of season. Yeah. And he didn't play, and he oh. still won. Yeah. So kudos to you too, uh, Young Gun. Good on you. All right, so that is the season rankings forecast, the playoff picture. That's right. Um, Commission's Corner, you got anything for us? Personally, I didn't think I had anything for you, but I'm seeing something in the show notes, so what the hell? Yeah, what the hell. You know, Jerry, I do got a little bit of beef with you trying to finagle Aaron Jones in your lineup, and I get that it was a joke, but you know what? We tried for something last week, and by pulling this crap, you make a mockery of it. <laughs> you really do, dude. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you guys want to play best ball, put it in the uh, put it in the changes. No, I'm good. But uh, <laughs> dang, well, here here's my what's, thoughts. What's the rationale? My rationale was, <laughs> I was like, man, if I had another player, I'd take Aaron Jones out and put him in, and I couldn't pick him up. Because I could have went out and picked somebody up, but the rosters were locked down, which are the rules. That is, yeah. So that is I was a little miffed. I got a little stick in my crawl, if you will. If it would have cost you the game, yeah. how so, upset would you have been? Well, it wasn't about the game. I was trying to blow up my points. So I thought to myself, I go, what is my next option to get more points in this game? I can't pick anybody up. So I thought, you know what? I'm gonna, the commission offered a, a route that you can go if you want to try and get something done. So I just went for it. And you know what? You're laughing, but I had support. Big dogs came in. Big <laughs> shot out big dogs. You know? I'm dogs on three. Dogs on me. I'm, I'm going to reach back out to Jen again here and say, just go get them. Go and get honestly, them. Jet. Nix it. Honestly, nobody voted no. So. Not officially. I mean, I'm not saying this is my new kicker gate. That is an interesting rule change, and I'm going to announce it now so that we remember. I do not feel that rosters should be locked. The players should be locked when their game starts or five minutes before their game starts. But if it would have cost you a game, dude, there was nothing you could have done. You realize that, right? Like, I, No, like, I, there is a way to fix even that. Even if you had someone no, else to listen, run. there is a way to fix it. You can go to the league chat and, off, and ask for votes. You son of a bitch. It's not how we do things. We discussed that last week. It is how we do things. Kamish? That that vote has not been finalized yet. Okay. Well, can we throw out... But that would be a rule change, not a player change. Oh, yeah. You want to change that rule for this year? No. I was going to say for next year. Everybody in our league knows. I'm being serious now. I was joking about the thing. Obviously, I didn't want to change my I just thought it'd get something to get the pot stirred. But uh, oh, it stirred my pot. Yeah, I figured a few people were like, "Are you kidding me? He's such a jerk." That's whatever. They yeah. got a smile out of me. Yeah, but That's exactly uh, what I thought after arguing with my brother. But, but <laughs> everybody knows. Everybody knows um, that you once the games start, no free agents can be picked up. We knew that going into the. So you better have a guy on your bench if you think you got a guy. That might be a game time decision. Aaron Jones, I had no idea was. Yeah, the, I didn't either. I was floored when did. that report nobody came Nobody did. But right? that's not the point. The point is, is that people have been screwed before. I got screwed this week. Luckily, it didn't cost me. But I'm saying I would have a hard time changing that rule midseason. Yeah, midseason you can't do it. I'm but not, I definitely would like to see it changed because I honestly don't think it. I think it hurts our play. I, I can say I can just add this from uh, from the commissioner standpoint. I don't think that I can make players live on the CBS system after five minutes before the one o'clock games, uh, regardless if they played or not. I don't believe that that is a option, um, even if we wanted to. You're telling to me that it. people that are playing four o'clock, you're telling me people that play at the four o'clock game are have to be locked at the one. At the, I'm almost positive. At the twelve fifty-five mark. I am going to look right now while we're talking. So about under it. transaction settings for ad drop deadline, transactions will lock five minutes before the first game on Sunday, excluding Europe games. Players whose teams already played will be locked for the remainder of the period. But under lineup deadline, it says lineup deadline is five minutes before game time for each player. Which right. It makes sense. But dude, I would I. This is just, I'm just going to throw it out there and say, if we can't change that to where people are available to pick up, like, that's just another reason to me to get off of CBS. I'm ready to move to sleeper. 
Please text in the chat what site, if any, you would like to move to. ESPN site. And, and this this vote was brought up. Yeah. But let's like get, everyone should get on the same page to move, and I'll actually go through and comb the history and record everything if we're going to move, just so we have everything. Yeah. The one thing that um, I will say about this is I like the idea of being able to pick up players last minute if they haven't played already. But I also say that it also, much like the fab, has added an interesting wrinkle. I think it speaks to your skill and your planning on how you play those times because we all have to deal with it and it's not the first time that somebody's been screwed. So there is an aspect to it that's kind of interesting, although I agree I would prefer it the other way. Yeah, that doesn't... It, there, there's also something to be said for the skill expression of picking up the right guy to play in their stead. You know, mm -hmm. so I think the skill... Paying attention enough to you know, hey, oh shit, he's not playing. Well, dude... I, I feel like I'm super locked into all the fantasy news and stuff, and I just had zero clue that Aaron Jones wasn't going to play. So, do you have anything else for us, uh, Kamish? Well, I didn't think I had anything in the first place, so I'm going to say no. All right. Cool beans. All right, gentlemen. Lions talk. Thoughts on how last week went, gentlemen? Uh, we did what we were supposed to do, and that was absolutely scrub their face across the turf and treat them like like just little little children yeah. naughty <laughs> children we spanked them like naughty children that's what that's what we wanted <laughs> angels did you uh, watch any of the game you know i listened to it on the radio uh doing a little multitasking while i was doing other stuff and uh they are who we thought they are and uh they took care of business and they took care of business when they had a couple of key uh, people out, and that's saying something. So, and they're gonna have to keep doing it because our secondary is getting hurt. Yeah. Did the, uh, you feel bad for Manning Mosley? That sucks. What two plays? Yeah. Towards other ACL. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. His future looks grim, and uh, you know it's too bad he's I on mean, one year contract. I'm not gonna lie. People are like, oh, I feel bad for that guy. No, I feel bad for us. I'm sorry. He's still getting millions. Yeah, it's it fair. sucks. It's fair. I guess I do have a little empathy, but really in the final analysis, it sucks way worse for us than him. That's a, that's a high... I, I disagree totally because the, the dude lost his... Might have lost his career. Bro, he's going to make millions still. He's getting paid. And he's not. And for the first time... He's getting is, $6 million, so I'm good with that. Now let's talk about how it sucks as our team that we lost one of our best corners. Our other, allegedly. Our other... Outside corners. I'm just saying. For the first time since he was probably in middle school, he's not going to be able to play the game he loves for... Last year. For the, Yeah, except for <laughs> two plays. One play a year for the last two years. I mean, I feel a little bit worse for him than me because we still get to enjoy the Lions without him. And they're still good. We're still getting enjoyment. He's got to watch from the sidelines. It's, it's fair. Um, I just thought it was that take about, man, you feel bad for that. I mean, when it's life-threatening and shit like that, yeah, fine. Damar Hamlin. Oh, yeah. that I have is 100% the empathy is number one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But when situations like this happen, I'm always like, yeah, that, that sucks, but I'm way more concerned about our secondary. He's just going to be one. sitting there waving himself with hundreds. Exactly. <laughs> I feel bad for him. Hopefully I do feel bad for us, too. Hopefully like, and that is, I think, a, a selfish take, but like, he's a good player. Yeah, and we sucks. really could have used him. My concerns are way more about the Lions. But, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, man, that was sweet. Did either of you guys have, like, that Lions fan premonition before the game where you were like, this should be a cakewalk? I still feel a little bit scared. I didn't. I didn't at all. I thought, I thought for sure that, uh, you know... They were going to whitewash them. And if they didn't, I thought they'd win a close battle. Hmm. And it would be... Okay. Yeah. I, I got to admit, you know, they, they, haven't, they haven't called all of that nervousness out of me. Yep. I mean, after the years, the decades of same old Lions, there's still a little bit of it buried down deep that I... Uh, but I don't mind it now because I'm expecting them to keep cleaning it out more and more as it goes. But yeah... You know, you start hearing bad news, and you start thinking snowball. It's going to snowball, and it didn't. You know, they're answering the bell every time, and I like it. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe signing of the year that everyone kind of rolled their eyes a little bit right now is Graham Glasgow. 
Uh, dude is like a top four ranked guard. I think he's number two right now via PFF in the league. In the league. And he's a backup, and we're going to need him because I don't, I don't know if you guys have heard anything about Jackson, but, like, it looks it – looks, he looks unbelievable, and yeah. he's grading out really well. So um, I think we're going to try and do, like, a little bit of a season preview here. Well, hold on real quick. Go ahead. Um, let's just go through the Lions real quick, the Lions' top performers. I got the stats pulled up right here in front of me. Via PFF or just no? This is stats? this is just ESPN stats. Okay. Number uh, first of all, Jared Goff is having an absolutely outstanding season. Nine touchdowns, three picks. Been only been sacked seven times. If you could sign him for forty five million a year today for three years, would you do it? Oh, get the paper in front of me. Fifty. I, I would say five years. Yeah, forty five. Get the paper in front of me. Really. Okay, so we're all in. Like Goff is the future. I I don't see any reason to go anywhere else. And the and the quarterback market's only going to go up. Right. So if you sign him now, sign him. It in the future, it's going to look like a way better deal and, than it does right now because he, it's only going up. And he might be a West Coast guy, but he's I don't know. He's got some Detroit grit in there, man. Nobody him. wanted him. You know, cast off. Big old bag of chips. Will you take this guy right? and we'll give you two first round picks? It's. It's a fair take. I I, I love him. Yeah. I, it, it's so. Team's so easy to root for. I feel like we talk about it every week. Dude, he's 111 or 111 of 159. That's Completion crazy. percentage of almost 70 percent, and he's throwing it down the field. He's got 1,200 yards passing. Let's go. Uh, David Montgomery, 88 carries, 371 yards, 4.2 yards. Gibbs, 39 for 179, averaging 4.6. Yeah, and then fumbles there, one for Montgomery, and that's it. They're not turning the ball over. Um, receiving, Amon Ra St. Brown, 35 targets, 26 receptions, two tutties, uh, averaging 12 yards a catch. Let's go. Josh Reynolds, 25, 24 targets. 16 receptions. You want to talk about underrated? Three touchdowns. Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds, man. Um, but in order of receptions, it goes 26 to Amon-Ra, 25 to Laporta, who's having a breakout season as a rookie. I was listening to Valeni yesterday, and he said... Let's find the game. You might have a top three to five player period in the draft in Sam Laporta. And Valenny's like kind of, you guys know, he's kind of a, I don't want to say like always paints a dreary picture. He's a West Coast. He's or a he's a, he's, pessimist. Yeah, but he, I mean, if he is such a believer man, like I don't see how we cannot be. And he's getting the blocking down too. Yeah. Mike's an East Coast uh, sourpuss. Yeah. Big time. Jeez. Um, he looks but, great. But I said watching Laporta, I was like, man, I'm getting Kelsey vibes. And that seems insane. I, I mean, the way he shakes tacklers it is reminiscent of Kelsey. The way he does that little twist when they're on him and they like shakes him off. Mm-hmm. Kelsey does that. But uh, I mean, that's cool. And Josh that's- Reynolds is a number two wide receiver in the NFL. Period. He is. Yeah. He's making contested catches. He's running great routes. He doesn't get good separation because I don't think he's really that fast. But who gives a crap? Neither did Michael Thomas when he had a hundred receptions that year. Contested receptions with length, you can win in the NFL. So, and then Jameer Gibbs has 14 receptions. It looks like he hasn't been involved in the offense because he was off last week and he's been outshined so badly by Montgomery. But the numbers I see with him, he's averaging more yards a carry than um, Montgomery, and Montgomery's been fabulous. He's got more receptions on more targets. I think we're good with him. He just needs to get healthy. I'm not saying he's going to dominate the league this year, and I don't think he's going to. But the amazing thing about this offense is you start talking about how well they've gone and, and how many people have they had miss at least one game? I mean, a lot. And, and I'm not talking to just about the people that carry the ball. I'm also talking about people that block for the people that are carrying the ball. Monroe's um, missed at least a game. Uh, Montgomery missed a game. JMO. JMO has missed a lot of games, but I'm also missing one. Who else missed a game in there that. Uh, uh, Jamar, or not Jamar, uh, 
Gibbs missed, has missed a game. Yeah. So they've had multiple people that carry the ball missed a game, and, and offensive linemen, what have we been down? Is, has three or four people missed uh, time? Three. Uh, Decker. And both uh, guards have missed time. Vitae. And Jonah hasn't missed yet, I don't think, but I think he's going to. So, so yeah. And, uh, and yet they haven't missed a beat. Yeah, they look... It looked really good. I think we can kind of start talking, hey, are we a bona fide top five team in the NFL? I yeah. think that's an uncomfortable discussion for me because, like, I still don't want to believe it. I mean, I want to, but I'm scared. You have been washed clean. Man, they look good. If they win this upcoming week at Tampa Bay off of a bye, watch out. Okay, we'll go real quick top ten tacklers on the team. I'm just going to run through it. Alex Adams, uh, number nine. I'm going to start at nine. Aiden Hutchinson with 15. Number eight, Tracy Walker with 16. Number seven, Cam Sutton with 16. Number six, Kirby Joseph with 17 tackles has missed time. Um, Number five, Jack Campbell, the rookie middle linebacker with 19 tackles. And number, is that four or five now? No, I'm on four. Brian Branch, 25 tackles. Wow, these guys and missed time. the game, too. Derek Barnes, third leading tackler on the team with 28 tackles. Second in tackles, Jerry Jacobs. And number one tackler, unsung hero of the entire team sometimes, Alex Anzalone. He's, look- he's on the field all the time. He's making all the plays. He's looking phenomenal. All and of a sudden, $6 million a year for him seems like nothing. And you know what Way I go, thought Bears. of him? Exactly. You know what I thought of him? I thought of him in years past. He's just one of them scrub guys that we got because we're the Lions. Like, I just didn't think he was... He's having the best years of his career, man. It's the coaching staff. He's it's a great coaching player. Staff. He's got a heart. So, and he just plays like he shot out of a cannon. He All does. right, so we're going to get a little excited here, and we are going to do a rest-of-season Lions prediction. Each game, real quick, we're going to write down win or loss. All right, and see what we all come up with. Do you guys want to go through each game and say, I'm... Marking that a winner. I'm marking yeah, that yeah, loss. Yeah, yeah. All right, so this week we are at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is off of a bye. Right now the Lions are minus a field goal, which is unreal to me at the 3-1 and one Bucks. I'll go first. I'm calling it a win for Detroit. I'm going to say loss. I went with win. I think they're going to pull it out. All right, then you have um, at the Ravens. Lamar, the Ravens right now are three and two. Brutal week of receiving for them. Brutal. I'll say we win that. And I'm going to say that they lose. Two back-to-back road games, I think that's an L. I think they're going to get after Lamar. I really do. They do a good job of holding the pocket. They're going to... And I don't think Lamar under pressure is great, and our secondary is going to be good enough to make the bad throws. He's going to pay. The only thing that concerns me... Is and they're really beat up too. I think our offense will do well. The only thing that concerns me is the mobility of Lamar. Mm-hmm. We've struggled in the past. I'm not worried about it. Okay, that's it. We got Alex Anzalone. What did, did you take an L on them too? Um, yeah, but I'm I'm just gonna run this edge of it and see where you guys go. Okay. So I'll I'll write down my stuff and give you my end of season, but I don't I don't feel the need to go through every game. Next, the week after that, this would be let's see, week eight. The your Detroit Lions. Welcome the Las Vegas Raiders to the Snake Pit on Monday night. Uh, that's a win. Prime time. They've done but nothing but win. That's a win for me, too. Week 9, we have a bye. Uh, if you could win a bye, I think the Lions would. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, and then we go out to L.A. to face the Chargers. Tough game. I'm going to say a win in a track meet. Okay. So um, then you welcome the Bears with Hall of Fields to Ford Field on the 19th of November. That's a dub. I got a dub too, and that takes them to eight and two on my uh, on my list. Ooh, bingo cards looking good. Followed up with another division game, Jordan Love <laughs> coming into Ford Ford Field. There's not much to love there, so I'll take the dub. Uh, I got the dub too. Then I think oh, and that's, is, is that Thanksgiving? That is Thanksgiving. The 12.30 kick the trade deadline. We got two back-to-back Thursday. Do we have two Thursday night games no. there? No, we've already played two. 
So, no. No. Then Bears are on the 19th. The Packers are on the 23rd. Um, and then, tough game here, I think. The Lions visiting New Orleans. Little Mardi Gras action at the Saints. Mark it down, Doug. I'm going I'm to I'm take the L there. I think, uh, I think that's going to be the game dude, that they lose. Dude, David Carr's going to beat the Lions? Derek. I think uh, I think they'll be ripe after exactly. uh, after four uh, four wins in a row and the fact that New Orleans has got a good D. I think I think it's underestimated. I want to CJ Gardner Jones. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go to Chicago out in Soldier Field at the Bears. Can we say sweep? I think we can. Mambo. Oh, it's a dub. Okay. Welcome in. <laughs> Welcoming in the dumpster fire, the little D, Denver Broncos. That's a dumb. Man, I'm going to have to trade for Montgomery that week. Pass the trade deadline. If you want him, you can come and get him. I'll take him, Um, Then, kind of a hard-ending stretch here. You go out to Minneapolis to face the Vikings. Who actually I think is an exact opposite of last year. I think they're better than their record their record shows, personally. Winner, winner, chicken, dinner. Give the Lions the dub. There's no way. There's no way we're losing to the Kirk Cousins led Minnesota Vikings. They're a disgrace. I'm gonna take the Vikings. Okay. And another really tough game. And I hate to say it, we win a couple games here. We're going to start talking about playoff seeding. This game will be huge. It will be. At the Cowboys. Actually, no, it won't because the Eagles are going to win that division. But still, that's a big confidence game. I think the Lions and the Cowboys, maybe the Seahawks have some, some beef with this, but I think those are the three through five teams in the NFC right now. Uh, very possible, but I'm going to say this. The best defensive player in the NFL, Micah Parsons, and we still beat them. Dub for the Lions. You're going on the road to Jerry's World, and we're going to rain on their parade. I got it going. I got a win there. Going. Wow. Yep. And then at home to end the season against the Vikings. Uh, Not to end the season. Dub. Okay. Dub for me too. You guys so, want to count them up? I um, real quick I have one L on this list, so I can tell you. <laughs> so you're going to have them at 15 and two. Fifteen and two. Where's that put them? I in don't house? want to, but I don't know how they don't. I'm at thirteen and four. I am at twelve and five. I have them losing to the Ravens, the Saints, oh, at the Bears, ye of little and at the Cowboys. At the Bears, I do have them losing at the Bears. Oh, ye of little thing. Wow. So you got them sweeping the Vikings, but not the Bears. After you said the Vikings are better than their record shows. Oh, feel. I don't know. They're scummy. Roshan might be the best back in the league. He's not on my fantasy team. Um, here we go. All right. Just a little fun. I think in the next three weeks, man, if you get two, there's a ton of excitement there. Before the bye. At the Bucks, at the Ravens. That's a tall task, but I think we're up for it. You know, Ravens, I think, is going to be really t- tough. And then you welcome the Raiders. I'd like to see two wins there. I if you don't get three... Think- Watch out. I'm going to tell you who can beat the Lions. The San Francisco 49ers. Who can <laughs> beat? Who can beat or who should beat? Who can beat them? I think there's a lot of teams that can. The Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. And that's it. Kansas City? We already went. Dude, we went to their house. Knocked on the door, punched them in the face, drug them outside, and kicked them out. There's an <laughs> I think Buffalo's really good too. Miami. They are really good, but the Lions should beat them all if they're healthy. All right. Let us know uh, in the comments or text the group chat where you guys think the Lions will end up. Bill, I'm kind of curious as to where you're at. <laughs> so, Uncle Mike, shoot us a, shoot us a text. Anyone, really. Um, on to our worry meter. Kind of some fun ones this week. Uh... First and foremost, <coughs> um, Devonta Smith. Where is he gone? I said the same thing about him that I said about Jameson Williams. I don't think he has an NFL body. 
and I know he's long and he's fast, but I just, I don't know. I think it's too easy to take him away sometimes. Yeah, he's not as bad as I thought, um, stats-wise, but... But he's expect the expectation versus reality is really what you're talking about, and he just he's not that he's not that guy. You're not that guy, pal. You're not okay. that guy. So where's your one out of ten worried meter at? I'm not worried because I never thought he was good, so I'll say five. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, in the last three weeks, he's only averaged six fantasy points. So you gotta you gotta say it's, he's not as bad as you thought, but you know that's that's over half the season so far, and he's only at six. Uh, bottom line is, is there's quite a few mouths to feed there, and I don't think he's going to be the draft capital that uh, End of the that Rocky thought he was. He's uh, a third round pick, so. Well, I don't know. You see Brees Hall, Etienne, and and Ridley and Herbert right there, and all of a sudden maybe that third round pick uh, isn't that great. So I, I living up to his hype, my worry is up. I'm going to say. Low, low, low number means you're more worried, right? No, high number. I'm going to give it a six. I'd put it at a four. Not that, that worried. His targets are down, though. That's the most concerning thing. I think he'll be fine. Where fine, did he finish last year in wide receiver room? I think that's his absolute ceiling. I don't ever see him being 10 again. Okay. Next we have... Tony Pollard. It's... It's just not going well. It's a it's a product of that whole situation. It doesn't look good. That Prescott literally is murdering his value by playing the way he plays. You can't turn the ball over like that. You can't not possess the ball and be a good running back. Just just quick question. Not a big fan of Dak. Um, I am. I actually I have a lot of belief in Dak's ability, but the way Dak is playing currently. I'm not a fan of Dak. In fact, I'm wondering what the hell I'm going to do this week for a quarterback. Mm, we'll get there. We'll get there. Next we have... Wait, your dad didn't get there. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. The... Yeah, I'm worried, about, I'm worried about Pollard quite a bit. I mean, you would think uh, Grant game script would work out pretty good, but uh, boy, that coaching staff, I just don't know where they're at right now. So, I mean, you look at the trend, he's went down every week for the first five weeks. Went from 21 to 16 to 13 to 7 to 6 points. So, are people figuring this team out? Or are they going to finally play somebody? Because they played New England, Arizona, the Jets, the Giants. And they finally show up against San Francisco and they get exposed. So, I'm looking at the rest of their schedule. They do have the Chargers coming up. But then they've got some hard defenses. So, I'm a little bit worried. I'll give it a 5. Yeah, I'm right there. He just doesn't look explosive. He's not breaking tackles. He doesn't look fast. I don't even know who has him, but I'm going to. It's, I'm not worried about him. It's Bill. Um, yeah, I'm. He just looks. It looks very different to me. I, you're gonna see the Dallas Cowboys offense, and I'm not saying this because I got Dak, but those guys are gonna produce. It, Dallas is always like this. They like. There's so much smoke on them every year that it's like. You know, you don't know where they're going to go, but they'll put it together. They'll be high-powered offense, at least for a good portion of the season. You're not concerned at all about what their head coach said about the offense last year, how it's the offense's job to protect the defense and they want to slow the game way down. Uh, Is that from Mike McCarthy? Yeah. That's why they fired Kellen Moore. No, I'm not worried about that. That's coach talk. Okay. Scoring points is what wins games. He's going to want to do that. Do we want to go through? uh... (laughs) Next we have Aaron Jones. And Jerry, take the forefront on this because what the heck is going on? Well, Like he's not playing. I'm going to tell you. I'll take the forefront. He literally sat because he has a bye next week. I bet you if he had a game next week. And I do think he tweaked something this week in practice or, or something because he played last week. But I think it was just, hey, yes, you know, they needed the game for sure, so it doesn't make total sense, but hey, let's play it safe. We have a bye coming up. Let's get him healthy because this isn't going to make or break our season, which, you know, obviously any win helps, but I think that's what happened there. And, you know, it's disappointing, but um, not having the season that he was projected to have, that's for dang sure. Rest of season, Brees Hall, Aaron Jones. 
Ooh, probably. I'm still gonna go Aaron because I think that Jets offense is still in for some trouble. That's that's totally. But it did, they did have a good, a nice week last week. What's another good one? Um, go ahead. On Aaron Jones, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, he is who I thought he was. He's an explosive player when he's on the field, and he can he can give you 20 to 30 points, no problem, like he did in week one. But the problem is, is his availability. You got to always be worried if he's going to be there. I disagree. Ah, as as somebody that's as a manager that's had him on his team two of the last four years, including this year, I beg to differ. I feel like he misses a lot of time. And um, this year, I don't have him this year. Oh, okay. I said two out of the last four, including this year. Oh. Okay. Um, so I feel that he is who I think he is. He's somebody that can that can win you a week, and he's also somebody that can get hurt. And uh, so I'm not worried about him at all. He just is at my expectation. Hmm. Okay. Uh, the next one we have is, uh, it says here, the Mambo's quarterback room. Uh, uh, see, I noticed you didn't put that one on the show. <laughs> I, I was like going to say. I like I, to sprinkle little surprises. <laughs> I missed that. I have to pull up this disaster. It's all right. We're going straight. We're going to the Striders tight end room next, so it's cool. Oh, tight end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Tight end. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's good. Uh, we got some trade reviews to go through. Uh, the first one, and I think probably the most interesting, um, is the Mambo traded Josh Jacobs and Trevor Lawrence for Travis Etienne and Dak. Going back... Hold on a second. I'm going to take uh, the Angels to task here on Aaron Jones. Here we go. He's played in 15 of oh, 17 games since 2020. 15 of 17 games since 2020. No, he's missing. He's That's missed two 20. games. But that would be 40-some games if, since, since he's 2020. He's played in 15 of 17. There's 17 games. He's only missed two games. Is that like an average? No, I'm looking at it. In 2022, he played in every game. Had 213 attempts. In 2021, he played in 15. Had 171 attempts. In 2020, he played in 14 games. Had 200 attempts. In 2019, 16 games. Had 236 attempts. So, dude can carry the rock. Has not had an injury problem. So, but he missed missed multiple games in... Okay, three out of four years. Just show me a running back who doesn't miss a couple games. That's a fair season. point. That, that's, that's a fair, a fair point. point. All I'm saying is that's that that's not egregious, though. No, this is probably his worst year. Then. And he's averaged over five yards of carry every year except 2021, where he was at 4.7. Mm-hmm. I'm I just saying, is... trade value still there, guys. He's on. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally the whole reason. <laughs> There's no problem here. You're sweating. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Um, so we're going into uh, the trade reviews. Would you do, given where you're at now, and some interesting things have happened with this trade, would you still trade Josh Jacobs and Trevor Lawrence for Travis Etienne and Death? Given the injury that happened to Richardson, given how Etienne looked, I think it's still a really interesting conversation. I wish I would have done something other than Dak. A three-way. Because I think that the value he got for Lawrence... Yeah, correct, a three-way. But um, the value he got for Lawrence is... I wish I had Lawrence right now, to be honest with you. Because uh, I thought Dak... Honestly, I thought Dak was going to have better play from that point, from where he was at forward, and he looked like absolute garbage. So now I'm in a pickle in my quarterback situation. But yes, I like ETM better than Jacobs. And I was willing to give Lawrence for it. And I think I'm right. And I think that the rest of the season will prove it out. The Jaguars' offense was abysmal. wasn't going to get any worse. And he was still kind of performing. So I, Tank Bigsby never scared me. You guys were talking about Tank. I'm still not worried about Tank Bigsby. I don't think Tank Bigsby is an elite talent. Well, in all fairness, you made this without realizing that Richardson was going to get hurt. So, well, you, so your quarterback room was okay. Exactly. Yeah. So I yeah. have no problem with the trade. Yeah, yeah. no, but I, I phrased the question looking back. Yeah, looking back. Oh, I thought Dak would be startable. Yeah. I totally thought. I like Dak. I, I like the way he competes. 
I know he's not the best talent, but I like him as a competitor. So I wanted him on my team. But uh, he's a fine backup. He is, but right now it doesn't feel like it. Well, especially not, since he's my starter. Yeah, right? he's not a fine starter. He's right. a fine backup. Right. So yeah, I mean, I'd still make the trade because I wouldn't have known what I know now. So I think it's I think it's a very even trade. Looking back, I liked Bears side a little bit more. Um, the coming lines. out of the trade. Um, yeah, Fantasy Pros had it damn near equal, yeah, by the it's way. Very it was like plus 0.1 uh, striders. Or, uh, I like guns. Um, and then the other trade we have, we have the Big Dogs trading Quish, sorry, Christian Watson and Tajay Spears, who's the, um, I don't want to say backup in Tennessee. He's a running back in Tennessee that plays a lot. He's one For me. James Conner. And once again, this is kind of a... Hindsight 2020, James Conner's hurt. Um, sucks a little bit for the big dogs. Um, this trade to me just... Meh. This is going to sound weird. It's kind of inconsequential. You know, it doesn't really move the needle a whole lot on these teams for me. I'm in the same boat. Yeah, that's a meh. Which is a cool trade to make. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, can, like... can help. I think it probably helped both teams. I think Maguire will probably be starting uh, Watson, and Austin was starting Connor, but he's got suitable backups. Yeah. So... Oh, uh, by the way, I'll give you ETN for Montgomery, if you want that. Uh, I, I like On my, air right now. I like my lion. Unreal. I like my lion. Unreal! I like my lion. You guys heard it. He turned that down. You're going to be sorry. I might be. No, you're going to be. I Give like me my, my Montgomery. <laughs> I like my lion. We'll talk. Um, week six, look ahead, gentlemen. We've made it. 52 minutes in. <laughs> Here we are. Uh, game of the week. I don't mean to toot either of our own horns, but it's kind of got to be the Striders and the Angels. That's a good game. And I labeled this one Trouble on the Home Front. Because I think this is probably where I pick up my first L of the year. Um, the Angels have really, really good matchups. I don't have bad matchups, but the Angels have really good matchups. So worrying me a little bit, but that's why we play the game. We'll see how it plays out. For for playing two tough opponents in, uh, opponents in a row, I uh, I felt bad going in uh, to last week, and uh, well, those premonitions proved to be true. But uh, I am cautiously optimistic considering you know you're playing the number one team you expect it to be a battle wouldn't it be be nice to to play golf this week and win with golf that's a possibility yeah I mean let's hope he just doesn't throw him to Montgomery put a line in there and just just look it's going to be pretty hard not to play Hall of Fields though against that uh, against that Denver D I hope it bites you in your ass friend Hall of Fields (laughs) sorry excuse my language Next game, listen, I feel like this is an elimination game. It's the Young Guns against Scott's team. I feel like the loser of this game is one that like, can start kind of looking to pack it in. And you hate to say it, right, because it's redraft and you can't pack it in. But if you're going to start the season 1-5, and five, like that's a tough look. And one of these teams is going to do it. All right? It's the first game of their, these two teams' history. And it'll be really interesting to see who comes out on top. Kittle showing signs of life. Dear Lord. Unbelievable. I don't know. That's a good game, too. That's There's a lot of good players uh, going in this one here. Yep. I mean, there's going to be some nice... That's going to be an interesting game. Losing Jefferson hurts. There's just no other way to put it for Colton. That news broke this morning. Next game. Kind of an interesting one here. You've got the Mambo... Against the bad guys. The bad guys coming in at 2-3. and three, The Mambo's at 3-2. and two. Jerry, what are your thoughts, man? Um, cue the steamroller. We're coming. And we're going to just steamroll them. It's over. Okay. All right. I was I'm not even worried about him. As far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. No, it doesn't look great, does it? <laughs> Taking a closer look. <laughs> Jerry's, Jerry's worried. Yeah, I mean, he's got, he's got Josh Allen against the Giants. Eckler on the bench. Madison against Madison against uh, uh, Bears. the Bears. Um, 
I don't really see a bad matchup here. Gabe Davis against the Giants. Yeah, no, I'm not real happy with this. So, a little mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Another really interesting game, a 3-2, and 2-3 two, two and three matchup. We've got the Benzers traveling to the Flint Tropics. So, Steve Ooh. needs this one. That one's locked up at 100. Steve needs this one to keep pace in the East. He's got to have it. Um, Uncle Mike's team, once again, I think is really good. So, who knows, though? Man, this could have been the game of the week. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's really solid. Um, another game, any other thoughts on that? See that? Benzers lead the series 17-11, to 11, by the way. Woo! Benzers won the last matchup. Uncle Mike's not to be trifled with, man. Um, once again, another game where both of these teams... Kind of need a win. Um, you got the Rocky trying to defend the Den against the Hillbillies. Rocky Ooh. leads the series 18-10. to 10. The Hillbillies need to make some magic. This, this might be another... Uh, another... The, they, they both need a win. They both need a win, but, yeah. But particularly Rocky. Yeah. Projected 103-106. to 106. Rocky leads the series 18-10. to 10. Hillbillies won the last matchup. 110 to 77. Oh, And then I think another super interesting game, two super hot teams. Playoff contenders at, you know, five weeks in. The Big Dogs traveling all the way south to face off against the Patriarchs. Who you guys liking this one? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, the history is giving everything to the Patriarchs. The Patriarchs lead the series 10 to 5. Patriarchs have won the last three. Patriarchs won the last game by three points, 95 to 92. Insane. I'm going to go Patriarchs. I think they keep it rolling. The big, Patriarchs. Big dogs stay on the chain. Woof, woof. So oh, yeah. it's going to be an interesting week six, gentlemen. Yeah. Like, I feel like things Ooh, are... That could be a hundred. I'm taking the dogs. I think they're going to... I think their bark is going to be as... Uh, their bite's going to be as good as their bark this week. Well, hold on, though. Game flow could be an issue against uh, Denver because they might just, you know, of course he does have Pachanko and Holmes. Which means they're going to run the ball. And they might sit Kelsey because of that little tweak he did. Yeah. No, oh, no. It's, it's interesting. Um, the big dogs, you still like his team. There's just oh, no other uh, way to yeah. play. Oh, no. He's got a nice team. But Puka Nakua for him, that's kind of a nice little cherry on top. Is that a free agent grab or did yep. he grab yeah. No, he paid up for him. 20 bucks. Um, all I know is uh, when you got the running back, the tight end, and the quarterback against Denver, and they get them twice, you got to like your chances. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a fair take. I just, man, it sucks for him with Connor going down. He could probably have his back up. He might need a tight end this week, and there's no fab there. He's My man's of out of money. He's out of money. He's got no cash. His assets aren't liquid. So, just a little interesting. Patriarchs hurting a little bit on that front, too. Um, yeah, she only had... Uh, she's got 109 left. She's doing fine. I don't think Bill's got any left, either. No. No, the low man on the totem pole, I think, Bill is with the... Uh, he spent all on the Lions. Yep, he's got zero. He has zero. Where you, can you see that? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Austin has... Let me see. I think it's on... It, you go to the... Austin uh, has nine. He has nine dollars. So if I bid ten, I'm guaranteed to beat him. Yep. Okay. Yep. It's gonna be kind of fun, especially in the playoffs. I can. If you if you have Fab and the other person doesn't, like that's a huge advantage. I'm. I have almost all my Fab left. Yeah, the people right. with all of their Fab are me and the bad guys. Come on. And then Corey. Scott's team's got 198. I would what like to I apologize got? to Corey. Uh, let me find you. Motown Mumble's got 180. Boondock Striders, 131. I would like to apologize to Corey. I said some things on the last pod. I just want to talk to you, Corey. I just want to cozy up next to you, take some of your players, give you some of mine. Traffic's got 188. And I was flustered, and I'm sorry. All right. Any uh, last words, gentlemen? Any parting thoughts? Um, hoping to be back for next week's pod. You're not hoping to be, but you might be. There's a chance. If we push it till Thursday morning. 
Just really fired up about the Lions. I think this has been a great fantasy football season. I think the Lions being good actually is helping my fantasy football fandom because it's like it's I've really compartmentalized yeah. this year. Whereas in years past when the Lions suck, it's like everything's on the line for fantasy football. And so when things go south, which they normally do for almost everybody but one person, you know, it makes it fantasy football get frustrating. And this year it's like the fantasy football is just the cherry on the top. Yeah. So I'm appreciating that. 100%. For the first time in my life, I think our real football has supplanted fantasy football yeah. in first. Um, I I mean, fantasy football is in the back seat compared to regular football right mm-hmm. now. And that's weird for me. But And then the second league, like, who really gives a crap? I mean, we... Oh, we, we've been talking about how we, we're all in multiple leagues and... Um, not taking a shot at the other leagues or anything because they're good leagues. One's a money league for me and Chuck and Trevor are in a money league as well. Money league that's a dynasty league. Seven hundred bucks to the winner. Yeah. So, uh, but we all joke about how we don't check the lineup until Monday. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. But uh, how many times do you check the hall league? It's usually a constant feed. Yeah. Unless I'm getting my butt kicked, and then maybe it's just a couple of times on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, when I'm getting piss pounded, I'm always, I might love, focus a little more on red zones. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. All right, everybody. Have a great week. We will see you next week. See you guys. Adios.